Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. St. Mark, the ninth chapter, verse 14 through 29. This is also one of those accounts where the other three gospel writers did not write on this particular account. So we have only Mark's perspective as far as the four gospel writers. We only have his perspective on how he saw this account. The scripture says, and when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, the scribes questioning with them. And straightway, all the people, when they held him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, what question ye with them? And one of the multitudes answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which have a dumb spirit and wheresoever he taketh him he teareth him and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away and I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out and they could not he answered him and saith O faithless generation how long shall I be with you and how long shall I suffer you Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes he have cast him into the fire and into the waters so to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, He rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, inasmuch that many said, He's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. 
Father, we thank you and we praise you for your kindness and your mercy toward us. We realize that it is no goodness of our own, but it's by your grace that we're here today. And it's not happenstance, Lord, but you purposed, Lord, to have us into this place today to hear a word that will forever change us if we would just surrender to it. God, I'm asking you, Lord, today, Lord, please, please help me, your servant, to, Lord, be found decreasing as we watch you increase. And as always, Lord, please lend me your anointing because it's through your anointing that the chains, the fetters, Lord, will be broken and people will be delivered. And, Lord, today, if somebody has never repented of their sins nor have ever considered being baptized in your name, let this happen today, that they have the born-again experience. And when it's all said and done, Lord, and you fill them with the gift of the Holy Ghost, Lord, let it be said, it was just Jesus. Father, we bless you and we thank you, and we give you the praise. Let everyone say in Jesus' name. Before you're seated, I just want to look at the last verse of the ninth chapter, which was verse 29. And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. I want to minister to you from the thought, are you willing to pay the price? Now, before you're seated, turn to that person next to you and say, neighbor, what you want comes with a price. Now, are you ready to pay it? God bless you. You may be seated. Are you willing to pay the price? How many of you know at least someone who you really admire and even aspire to be like them, desiring the things that they have and the positions that they've obtained? Whether they are an athlete, an entertainer, a preacher, and the list goes on. But let me warn you, you better believe that their success came with a price. Since I'm old school, let me use an old school athlete. Let's look at Michael Jordan, for instance. Let's look at Michael Jordan, and let us look at the fact that, are you aware, did you know, that just to become a proficient shooter in his day, Michael Jordan would shoot 100 free throws a day. He paid the price. He was the first in the gym and the last out. Why? Because if you wanted to be the best, it came with a price. And he paid the price. He was willing to pay it no matter what it cost. Okay, well, how about Tyler Perry? I know some we got some Tyler Perry fans in here. Who's now one of the most successful and famous movie producers, actor, and businessmen who was willing to take his last dime and invest it in a play he wrote, produced, and performed in. He paid the price. He was literally homeless, sleeping in his car. Somebody said he paid the price. He did. And the rest is now history. God knows the plans that he has for you. However, they call for something on our part. You have to be willing to put forth work. You have to be willing to put some skin in the game. You have to be willing to make the sacrifices that are definitely a part of the price that you'll pay in order 
to be all that God would have you to be. Before your dreams, your goals, and aspirations can become reality in one's life, and before you can see them come to fulfillment, there's a price to be paid. Mm-hmm. That's right. I said a price to be paid. You remember that? I just kind of get out another scripture reference. There, there was the, the pearl of great pride. This man went all over the world looking for things. And I, I'll be honest, I don't have the resources to go all over the world. But in my little portion of the world, I can look after and seek after diligently the things of God. And when I find the things of God, it should prompt me, it should prompt you to want to give up any and everything to have that pearl of great price. In other words, you have to be willing to pay the price once you find that that you say you love and that which you say you want. In order for those things that you want to be fulfilled, it comes with a price. Those who want to see some supernatural things from God. You want to see some supernatural things manifested in your lifetime. You've got to be willing to realize you'll pay a higher price than the regular pew sitter. Why? Because you realize what you want and how bad you want it comes with a price. The question on the floor is, how bad do you want more of God? Are you willing to pay the price? Now, let's turn back, if you would. Go back to the account in Mark 9, 14 through 29. And let's look at that for a minute. Jesus declares that this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. There was just something that you cannot get. There's some things that you cannot get, my brothers and sisters, guests and visitors. You just can't simply get it done without fasting and prayer. We see the disciples, they love God. I wish I could get somebody to say amen right there. They love God. They followed his teaching. However, when faced with a little demon-possessed boy, they couldn't cast him out. Now, why was that? It wasn't because they didn't love God. Clearly, they loved God. It wasn't because they didn't follow his teaching. Once again, to be clear, they followed and obeyed what he said through his teachings. However, they couldn't cast out the demon out of this little boy. It wasn't like they didn't have the power. They had cast out many devils, according to Mark 6 and 13. Matter of fact, they prayed just like you and I pray in the name of Jesus and all of the other things that we say. But guess what? The demon refused to come out. The demon's non-compliance could be looked at as if he was saying to them, I'm not coming out because I'm a different kind of spirit. (laughs) Woo! Some of us are dealing with some different kind of spirit. And those different kind of spirits want a different kind of action. He he probably was saying it's going to take more than what you're doing. More than just praying. It's going to take some fasting. Let's go back to the account. Jesus 
and, and the disciples, they had been up on the mountaintop, and, and Peter was there, and, and, and Jesus was there, and Moses was there, and Elijah was there. And Peter said, Lord, it's a good thing that we're here. We can write down all of this stuff. Anyway, so they're coming from the hilltop, and as they're coming down, there were some other disciples that were still back there. And, and as they were coming down the hill, there was a great commotion going on. So Jesus is like, oh, what's up? modern day vernacular what are y'all doing why y'all asking them these questions and somebody in the multitude said well lord listen i brought my son to your disciples because my son has this spirit that will tear him that will cause him to be tossed in the fire and in the water and i asked them would they heal him and they couldn't do it if you follow the account leaders we better be glad we wasn't in Jesus' company because he didn't wait till we got behind the clo- closet and the closed doors. Right then and there, he rebuked them, you faithless generation. I can understand his disdain with them because for three and a half years, he pours into them about faith and that if you have the faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. There's another account where he says, you can say to this sycamore tree, by the roots, be plucked up and then planted into the sea. So I can understand him rebuking them. And he says, okay, bring the child to me. And they, and they bring the child to Jesus. And Jesus says, well, what's going on here? He says, well, my son, he's possessed. And every time we go by a fire the demon throws him into the fire and so I said well how did that happen well back in biblical days they had a lot of open fires you know how just kind of give you a word a, vi- a visual picture you know how sometimes you see those guys mostly around this five gallon drum in the winter warming their hands up well they had these open fires and every time the demon would see a fire he'd throw him into the fire can you imagine that the parents always had to be on alert, always watching? Here comes an open fire. Grab him, grab him. And he said, and then sometimes we go by water. And see, in those days, they had a lot of open streams, a lot of open areas where water was. And as soon as the demon would see the open water, he'd take them and he'd dunk them in there. So can you imagine? They couldn't go to the lake no more because every time they went by a body of water, he would try to drown him. Jesus says, well, let me ask you another question. How long he been like this? He said, Lord, since he was a child, can you imagine? See, some of us, we will never appreciate the fact of having children that require extra attention. Hallelujah. We, we'll never experience what it is to have children that need your attention 24-7. They are the kind of children that if you're not careful, they will drain. Because even you need a break. Don't get me wrong. They're a blessing to have. I know. I I work with a guy. They had a a child that had Down syndrome. And and one day in a candid conversation. I don't think I asked the question. Somebody asked the question. If you had known that they were Down syndrome. Would you have aborted them? He looked at them. Said what are you talking about? That child has brought us so much joy. Why? Because you need to understand when somebody depends on you like that, when somebody is looking to you like that, when somebody realizes that you love them enough to look beyond their fault 
and still love them and shower them with affection. Jesus said, well, how long has he been like that? Well, since he was a little, a little fella, Jesus goes on to say, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. You here in New Life Ministries of Aiken know. TH on the end of a word means continual. It's not a one and done thing. You believe one time and then you go on your merry way. He said, if you believeth. And then the, the man, the Bible says, with a cry in his voice, he says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. You see, there's some hindrances to your faith. There's, there's some hindrances that will hinder you. Unbelief is one of those. So he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. As he, he says that, the Bible says, when Jesus saw the people coming, running together toward him. See, Jesus wasn't, see, he, he wasn't like some of us. We was, we would wait for the crowd before we do the miracle. Everybody here? We got enough? Now watch me do this. Nope. He was never about fame. When he saw the crowd coming, he hurried up and did his business. And you know, it is remor remarkable how he does it. He only says about five or seven words. Deaf and dumb spirit, be thou gone. And guess what? He was gone. I'm saying to you, when we get to that juncture in the road and we see that there's a price to be paid, are we willing to pay that price? Because, see, there are some things that are happening right now in your life. And, and they've been serious. You've been serious about praying about those things. You've been seriously praying for maybe weeks and months and, and even years. But yet there's no change. I submit to you, perhaps, I'm just saying, perhaps it's because the price you need to pay, you're not willing to do so. Because it will be calling for a season of fasting. A season of fasting on your part, not no January corporate fasting and prayer, but a fasting on your part is calling you. It's calling you to push yourself away from the table and turn your plate down. I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you can't have power over your belly, how do you think you can have power over demons in your life? Are you willing to pay the price? Because this kind can only come out but by prayer and fasting. The word here is fasting. I might need to explain that to somebody. What is fasting? Fasting is when you tell your flesh, not today. We will not be eating at Mickey D's today. You tell your flesh no to the desires that it wants. You tell your flesh, no, we will not be watching TV until the TV starts watching me. Fasting is when you put under subjection your flesh and you tell it not today. And then your flesh, you know, is unruly. It's going to say, well, then when? Then you need to come back when I say. Now, just, just for the record, fasting is when you abstain from food and drink. See, in America, we have this propensity to call when we fast today. That's a fast. My brothers and sisters, guests and visitors, I submit to you, you just skipped a meal. That's all you did. Fasting is when you commit to 
mortifying, crucifying the deeds of the flesh. Can it be for one day? Yes, it can. I was being sarcastic. But many of us, we don't embark beyond one day. This is what we say. What pastor say? Three days? Did he realize what happened in, in three days? I die. I can't have no food in three days. Pastor, you don't know. I'd be getting these migraine headaches. Pastor, you said three days. Are you willing to pay the price? I'm just saying. What if the price of that backslider that you know could be family, could be a friend? What if the price for them coming back was for you, sir, you, ma'am, not the church? You can't wait. You can't put everything on January 1. But what if the price was simply, I need you to embark on a three-day fast for that fill-in-the-blank? Are you willing to pay the price? Because this kind of stuff that's happening in your life, it needs you to fast. It needs you to pray. It needs you to seek God's face. And then believe what you're going to be praying and fasting for. I'm telling you right now, that word fasting, it can and it will deliver and bring about the change you're seeking today. Make a commitment to fast and to watch God move in your situation. Thank you, Father. I got to give you thanks. Because, Lord, everything that you have done, I didn't look at it now. I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go, God, I got to give you praise. Because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God and it has brought us joy. Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city. We have learned to forgive. And with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise.